0: Welcome to Transition Church Podcast, a place for growth and revelation. Thank you for tuning in. Now, your host, Paul the Lion Huntington. Hello, everybody. I want to name this episode, I Will Not Shut Up. I Will Not Be Quiet. So, my text for today is Mark 10, 46-52. That's Mark chapter 10, verse. 46 through 52 and I'll be reading from the new international version or the NIV version Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city a blind man Bartimaeus was sitting by the roadside And he was begging when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. He began to shout Jesus son of David have mercy on me many rebuked him and told him to be quiet Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Now in this whole text, blind Bartimaeus was living his life as usual, as a beggar now in third world countries people get their income from begging if they have like an ailment or a a disease or affliction they go on the roadside and they beg for alms they beg for money okay and sometimes they show um the person that they're begging to their affliction some afflictions are obvious you know being blind That is obvious, okay? But in this story, blind Bartimaeus was doing what he regularly does, day in, day out, to feed himself, he begs. And along came Jesus. Now, blind Bartimaeus heard about Jesus. He heard about what Jesus could do. He heard about the miracles. He heard about the power that Jesus walks in. He heard about it. But when he knew that Jesus was where he was at, he couldn't be quiet. He knew the presence of Jesus was there, and he couldn't be quiet. He would cry out to Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on me. And people around him would tell him, no, be quiet. Shut up. Stop yelling. You make a fool of yourself. Quit. And that made him shout louder. He didn't stop. He didn't be quiet. He was louder. And he cried out to Jesus even more. Have mercy on me, son of David. And in the midst, Jesus was moved by his faith. He was moved by what Bartimaeus was willing to do to receive from Jesus. Now, in, in our church lives or in our church bodies um, or body at large, time is of the essence. We are in church and we look down at our watches and be like, oh, 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 it's almost 12 o'clock. I hope the preacher wraps it up. Or, or we look at at, at the worship and, and the worship leader's singing and he's going into the throne room of God. And, and we're like, okay, I hope this is the last song because, hey, you know, in Texas, they'd be like, oh, the cowboys are about to play. In Colorado, the Denver Broncos are about to play. But the thing is this is we're not worried about Jesus coming. We're worried about us getting back home to do what we do normally, to to have our normal day. And we don't want to take the time to actually wait for Jesus to come. Well, the, the, there's so many pastors that say, Well, you know what? We received everything when we, when we got Jesus. And, and when Jesus died on the cross, and, and, he, and, and He died for our sins, we got His righteousness for our sins. So we have everything in Jesus. But the thing is, is, Jesus was there, and Bartimaeus knew Jesus was there, and Bartimaeus cried out to Jesus even more. How many of our churches are lacking the presence of God? There's a phrase that I don't like hearing. Now, if it's true, by all means say it, but if it ain't true, don't say it. And that phrase is, oh, the presence of God is here. We literally willy-nilly just throw that phrase out there. Oh, the presence of God is here. And your church is halfway, you know, empty. Oh, the presence of God is here. And then we have this phrase of, well, two or more gathered in my name. There I am in the midst also, which is true. But what if our mindset is not thinking about Jesus, our mindset is thinking about something else. The preacher is just trying to preach and say what he got to say, or say what he feels, because he wants to be heard. We're not worried about God coming. I mean, literally, like, prayer. You know, we have night of prayer. Oh, uh, come to our prayer service. And we just, we give God this big old checklist, this laundry list of what we want, and then we just leave without even waiting for God. We don't wait on God. We don't worship. I mean, time is of the essence. We have things to do. We're all fast-paced. One thing I learned uh, when me and my beautiful wife... Went to Pakistan, okay? Um, and shout out to my wife, Yudi. She has a podcast called From Hurt to Healed, and it's a phenomenal podcast. I, I encourage you guys to look it up. Her, her name is Yudi Huntington. So that's my little commercial for, for today. But I want to tell you that when we went to Pakistan, and we were about to do a service, so we got there at around 7 o'clock. Service was supposed to start at like 7.30, 7.45, somewhere around there and we're downstairs and we're hearing all this this commotion up above us and it was a whole room of pastors just praying now the household that we were in or the building that we were in was the only christian building in all our surrounding Muslim community, okay? And these pastors were going in. They were screaming at the top of their lungs thanking God, asking God to show up, asking God to move, asking God just to bless them, asking God to heal them. They were going in and they didn't care about time. They didn't care that they were the only Christians in that whole entire community. They didn't care. They want God to come we didn't start the service uh, until like 10 o'clock they were praying and that prayer that they had shook the whole entire building and you knew God showed up because when things start to happen and the service started oh my goodness people were starting to get healed people were getting delivered people were getting set free God was moving in a big grand scale and he's like I'm gonna show up and I'm definitely gonna show out but in America there's a lack of now, I'm not knocking down, you know, having, you know, church service. Okay, we do, you know, church starts at 1030 and then we go all the way till till 1230 and that's it. Or we don't want the phrase I always hear is, we don't want the people to be glazed over. Well, the thing is this is, if you want God to come, there has to be a hunger in that place. But when somebody speaks about it saying, hey, we need God here. We need God here. We need his presence here. We need God to show up. And people are looking at me like, Paul, shut up. Up. Shut up. Oh, here goes Paul again. He's going to say and rant about how God's presence isn't, isn't here. I know when my dad shows up, I know where my heavenly father shows up because things shift atmosphere. But we don't want that because it'll take time. We don't want to have alone time with God. We don't have a, want to have a, a real quiet time where we literally, we read our Bible and everything like that. This is our quiet time in America. We read our Bible, and then we, um, you know pray and say thank you God for today and we go along our business which is about you know 30 minutes to an hour that's it that's all we give God instead of saying okay God I just want you to show up if you don't want me to read the bible right now I won't I will pray and wait and be still until you show up now I read this book called God Chasers by Tommy Tinney man I think I read that book while I listen to it because I have it on audiobook. I think I listen to it once a month because it really rewires my brain in wanting God more, wanting God to show up. And those people who are hungry for God looks like fanatics, looks crazy because they go against the norm. Bartimaeus went against the norm. People were telling him to shut up, and he said, I will not shut up. I need to be healed. I need God to change something in my life, and I need to see. Lord knew what he needed, but we, a lot of us go to church thinking that we're perfect, and we don't need, need healing, we don't need anything, we're gonna do our little Sunday morning church fix, or Wednesday night church fix, or Sunday night church fix, and then we're good for the rest of the week, and we don't need to do anything else. But the thing is this, you don't go to a hospital if you're, you're fine. You go to a hospital if you're sick. And the thing is, is is when you go to the hospital, you're not worried about the guy in the room next to you. You're worried about you and the doctor seeing you and the doctor helping you to be healed. But we have lost that. We have lost that hunger. Because those people who are actually that hungry for God are looked at just like Bartimaeus was. We're looked at as, oh, he's a holy roller. Oh, he's just not happy. Oh, He's just not, he, he just doesn't like the services. He just, he's not, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want God's presence here. I want him to be here. I want to be in a service where God literally shows up and literally no human being can do anything because they're literally laying on the floor in his presence. Just like in the Old Testament, the Bible says that the the priests, uh, God's presence overwhelmed, filled the temple, and the priests couldn't do their job. That would be amazing where you go to a service and the presence of God is so strong that the pastor can't say anything. The ushers can't receive offering. The, the worship leader can't even praise anymore because God's is, presence is so strong that all we can do is bow and lay before our almighty God. When is the last time that happened? When is the last time that America actually had a move of God? The last one I heard was um, the one that happens in Brownsville Revival. In Brownsville, Florida. That's the last revival that I heard that broke out. Because, I mean, if we really want God, we have to be honest with ourselves. What are we willing to do? To be in his presence. Now the pastor. uh, I believe his name is John Kilpatrick. He was. uh, That's the pastor of Brownsville. Assemblies of God. Church in Brownsville Florida. And he went into the church. Pitch black. Didn't turn on no lights or anything like that. And he took out his church keys. And he literally threw them on the altar. And said God if you don't show up I quit. I'll go down the street. I I could preach anywhere God. But if you don't show up I quit. I give up. I'm not doing this. Now, that is a very bold statement to tell the Almighty God. God, <laughs> I'm going to stop doing what you called me to do if you don't show up. I, I quit. But later on, God showed up. And he didn't stop showing up for 10, I believe it was 15 years later. He kept going. God kept showing up. And people all around the world came to Brownsville to see and have a taste of God. See, when God comes, God draws, his presence draws men unto him. The pastor don't need to do nothing. You don't need to advertise that you have a revival service. No. When the presence of God shows up, people will automatically come because they want God. The sinner of the sinners will come to that church because they want God. God, but yet we we have these I want to call them steroid services, and we call them revival services. No, that's not a revival service. That's just a hyped-up service. And many people be like, "Well, you know what? I uh, you know, I I got to preach for in, in uh, revival services and stuff." No, that was just a hyped-up service. The organ was playing good, the choir was singing, and the preaching was good, but God didn't show up. We want God to show up on our own time schedule. Well, God, uh, you know, it's about 10.30, so uh, it'll be nice if you showed up. Uh, But if not, you know, we end at 12.30, so uh, that's just where it is, God. No! What happened to a service that literally will last because people don't want to leave? Now, here, in where I'm at, you know, God told me to go to a certain church. And it was the first time I came to this town, and, and so I went to this church, and it was on a Father's Day. And God said, when the pastor says, does anybody have a word from me, that is your cue. And you're to say, breakthrough is here, stop asking for it. And in that whole process, I was like, okay God, So I show up at this church, I sit in the back, and at that time, I didn't look like Paul now, at that time, I had a red streak in my hair, and that was the first time I ever dyed my hair, and it was kind of crazy, because God wants to get people's attention. And so the crazy thing is, I'm sitting in my apartment, and I'm chilling, and I'm talking to God, reading my Bible, and everything like that, and God gives me this word for this church, and I'm like, okay, God, and he goes, hey dye your hair. I'm like, wait, uh, what? Dye my hair? Yeah. Dye your hair. I want you to dye your hair red. <laughs> okay. All right, God, I just got out of the air force. And so I'm, uh, I don't know about that. God, God said dye your hair. I am like, okay, fine. And I seen this show and I'm like, can I do it like that? And it was just a red streak, a red line. And God's like, yeah. So I had this red streak, this bright red streak in my hair and I had these puffy paint shirt that I made, and it said, Fishers of Men, on the back. And I walked into the church, you know, baggy pants, don't look like anybody that you want coming to your pulpit. And I sat in the back and worship, I, you know, they had worship going on, and and I was like, you know, on my face, just thanking God. Just thanking God for this opportunity. And I was sitting in the back pew, and the pastor read a scripture and he said, does anybody have a word? I raised my hand. I mean, that's what God said, right? He said, when the pastor says, does anybody have a word from me? You raise your hand. I was like, okay. So I raised my hand. I mean, I was like waving my hand, like, Hey, I have a, have a word. And the pastor looked past me and he, does anybody have a word? Look past me again. And one of the elder's wives pointed at me like he does. He has a word. So the pastor's like, okay, so what is God saying? And I said, breakthrough is here. Stop asking for it. And God wants you to line up all the men and he wants you to lay hands on them and pray for them and to anoint them. Well, the pastor's like, well, you know what? I bear witness with that. Okay. So they lined up all the men. Well, guess what? I was one of the men, so I lined up too. And the prophetic started going and God showed up. Church started at 10. We didn't get out until 2.30. And God started to move when we went to lunch at Chicken Express. And God moved there. But there was a hunger. People didn't want to leave the church because God showed up. There wasn't no move of man, good chords playing on the keyboard, awesome preaching. I mean, preaching didn't even happen. Fathers didn't even get their Father's Day gift. God moved. Lives were transformed. Seeds were being planted that fruits are still blossoming now. And God showed up. There wasn't a lack of... There was a move of God, but we don't want to do that. We don't want to have a, a prayer time every Saturday for only God knows how long till he shows up. We don't want to do that because it's time consuming. See, we, we don't look at it in this way text or or this context of, you know, dating. If you want to talk to a man or talk to a girl, you do whatever it takes to talk to them. You do whatever it takes to get their number. You do whatever it takes to, to call them every night. You talk to them. You get to know them and you spend time with them. And hopefully you have a first date because then they show up and you get to see them face to face. How many of us want to see God face to face? Blind Bartimaeus knew the power that Jesus walked in, and he needed Jesus to touch him. He screamed out even louder when they told him to shut up. How many of you are in your churches, and you're like, we need God here. We need God here. We need his presence here. I don't want just a good service. I want a service that's shut down by the presence of God. And people are telling you, shut don't say nothing shut up be quiet don't 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 yell don't 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 keep t- telling us that we need the presence of God well if we're the church and we're the so-called fiances of Christ we're not married to him but we're going to be the bride of Christ why not why don't we want him around why don't we want to seek him seek his face but we don't as a deer panteth for the water, so shall my soul panteth after thee. But a lot of us aren't, aren't thirsty. We're not hungry. We're happy with the little fix that we get. Do you know like a majority of people who actually go to church have not had an encounter with God? That might be a question that you want to ask yourself. Have I had a true encounter with God where my life has literally changed and I'm not going backwards at all because I can't afford to? How many of us can say that? Or how many of us just walked the aisle? had a leg day, where we went down the aisle, we said the prayer, and then we walked back home, and we did the same thing as we did before we went to church. There was no change. How many of us need to ask that question? How many of us really needs to ask the question of, are we really hungry for God? Are we really on fire for God? Or are we just, you know, a small, itty-bitty flame that nobody can see? You know, I, I looked on Facebook, and a church in Afghanistan was completely martyred and they went out with boldness. They didn't deny Christ. They didn't say, well, you know, uh, you know, you're going to kill my family, so uh, (laughs) who's Jesus? (laughs) I don't even know what you're talking about. No, they went boldly declaring that Jesus is Lord and they were all taken out. Now. Back to me and my wife in Pakistan, we're standing outside the car, and four gunmen came towards us, and I'm looking at my, she was my fiance at the time, and I grabbed her hand, and I'm like, well, maybe this is it. And they asked me, hey, are you Paul? In my heart, I was like, no, don't say your name. Don't say it. And I said, yes, my name is Paul. They're like, oh, hi. Well, we're your security. Oh thank god because if i was a martyr i wouldn't be here talking to y'all now right so hey i it worked out but the thing is is are you willing to take that chance are you willing to talk to your co-workers about jesus are you willing to go and walk down the street and everybody you see say hey do you know jesus hey jesus loves you are you willing to to pray for somebody inside the walmart in the line are you willing to do that Are you willing to say, God, I'm going to stay right here in this spot right now. I know I have work in the morning, God. And you say, God, I'm going to stay right here in this position until you show up. Even if I don't get no sleep and I have to work tomorrow, God, it was worth it. How many of us are willing to do that? Because there's so many pastors preaching that you don't have to do that. Why? That's what you call a lukewarm relationship. Be hot or cold or I'll spew you out of my mouth. Lukewarm Christianity because we don't want to go after God. We don't want to press in. We don't want to chase after him. No, we don't. We don't want to look like utterly madmen who want God so bad that everybody else around you think you're crazy. No, we're living in a lukewarm Christianity. But for those who are on fire for God, those who are are so drawn to Jesus, continue to draw near to him continue to be hungry if you're hungry become more hungry than ever want him more desire him more scream louder we need the presence of god here shh, shh, don't say nothing we need the presence of god here shh, shh. and you scream louder and louder and louder because you know when god comes things Change. So if you're in a town that's that's desolate, if you're in a town that, that God literally is not there, well, go after God. Seek Him until He shows up. If that means months on end that you're literally seeking God, well then you see God for that long. If that means that you're fasting, well then you fast that long. Because you desire a move of God. God could change a whole town. He could change a whole state. He could change a whole nation. He could change the world but are we hungry enough for that to happen? Do we really want that to happen? Are we that on fire for God, or are we playing Christian? Are we living a lukewarm Christianity where we're hot one, net one minute, cold the next minute, and we don't know what we are? are? we just doing and following through the the whole you know, motions of every Sunday we go to church. So you mark and punch out your church badge and You clock in and you clock out, and you don't care if God shows up or not because, hey, the pastor's going to preach, we're going to worship, we're going to do tithes and offering, and then we're good. We could go. Or do we really want God to show up? Do we really want to be fanatic for God? Right now, if you really want God, if you are hungry for God, push aside all what other people are saying, push aside how other people judge you, push aside other things that, that literally doesn't really matter. And go after God with your whole heart. Not just on Sunday night, Wednesday night, Sunday morning. No, go after God with your whole heart. With everything you got. And watch. Watch God show up. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing. We ask you, Lord, that you... Create in us a hunger and thirst after you. Lord God, I ask you, Lord, you just bless every ear that's hearing this podcast now. Set them ablaze. Set them on fire for them to want you more than anything. And they are willing to sacrifice whatever to go after you. Bless them. Now, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ in your heart or anything like that, just repeat after you say, God, I'm done. I quit. I give up. I'm through. I no longer own me. You own me. Teach me, guide me, show me what you want me to do, and I'll do it for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, I surrender. Amen. So I want to encourage you once again to get the book God Chasers by Tommy Tenney and also my wife's podcast, which is called Hurt to Healed. And you could get that on find that on all podcasts platforms. And so I just want to say have a blessed day, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Transition Church Podcast. Don't forget to comment, subscribe, and share this podcast with someone you love.